Hello, this is Tammy Lenski, and I have just a quick note for you. The podcast is now named Disagree Better. When we want to control emotions better in the midst of a difficult conversation, we may try to ignore the unwelcome emotion or try the opposite, indulge it. These approaches don't work very well in the face of incapacitating emotions, but something else does. Give the emotion a name. Hello, this is Tammy Lenski, and welcome to The Space Between, a podcast about getting better results from our most difficult and important conversations. The Space Between refers to the figurative terrain between them and us, between where we are and where we want to be, maybe even between who we are and who we want to be when we're in a difficult conversation. And this episode is Control Emotions Better by Labeling Them. It's an update of a 2015 publication of mine, and reflects 2018 research. When we're emotionally swamped, it's really difficult to bring our better selves to the very conversation that contributed to our emotional state. Trying to ignore an overwhelming or unwelcome emotion tends to put our good skills slightly out of reach right when we need them most. As Daniel Goleman, the author of Emotional Intelligence, famously said, out-of-control emotions can make smart people stupid. On the other hand, indulging the distressing emotion doesn't work very well either. Rumination, the act of focusing on angry feelings, for example, has been shown to increase both the angry feelings and displaced aggression. As anger researcher Dr. Brad Bushman has said, rumination is the worst thing you can do because you're just mentally rehearsing the wrong in your mind. The good news is there's middle ground between trying to ignore a strong emotion and indulging it. And that middle ground has a name, affect labeling. Affect labeling is the simple act of noticing and putting a name to an emotion. It appears that just recognizing and naming an emotion can have a powerful effect on quelling it. Psychology professor Matthew Lieberman, author of Social, Why Our Brains Are Wired to Connect, and colleagues Notice that when research subjects were asked to label a strong emotion, they showed less activity in the amygdala and greater activity in a region of the brain associated with vigilance and discrimination. Said Dr. Lieberman, putting negative feelings into words can help regulate negative experience. In essence, the act of noticing and labeling a strong emotion seems to engage our executive brain, transform the emotion into an object of scrutiny, and disrupt its intensity. Lieberman's research was conducted over a decade ago, but the idea of affect labeling and the research supporting it has stood the test of time. In 2018, a team of researchers led by Rui Fan and John Bolin even turned to Twitter to take affect labeling research out of the lab and into the everyday world. Bolin, Fun, and colleagues identified 42,000 English language tweets expressing a, quote, positive emotion, something like, I feel happy, and more than 67,000 tweets expressing a, quote, negative emotion, such as, I feel angry. They then analyzed the emotional content of tweets by those same people in the six hours before and the six hours after the affect labeling tweets. The researchers found that affect labeling had a calming effect on both positive and negative emotions, with negative emotions calming more rapidly after the I feel dot 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 statements. The impact of affect labeling appeared more pronounced for women than men, particularly for negative emotions. Said Bolin, 
Just saying the words, I feel bad, almost immediately brought emotions back down to the baseline. Here are a few ways to use affect labeling to help yourself or others in the midst of a difficult conversation. First, we'll start with using affect labeling to help yourself. Lieberman suggests three ways to use affect labeling to quell a strong emotion of your own. One, think about it. Have a quick, silent conversation with yourself. It might go something like this. What emotion am I feeling right now? Huh, yep, that's it. Exasperation. Two, write about it. Not only do people who write about intensely emotional experiences show improvements in objective measures of health, but writing is also a very effective way to boost your performance in pressure-filled situations. Three, verbalize it. You don't have to exit the difficult conversation to use this emotion-controlling device. Experiment with labeling your emotional state out loud. Be careful not to use it as a weapon. Just state it simply like this. I'm realizing I'm pretty exasperated right now. Now let's turn to using affect labeling to help others. The last thing someone angry wants to hear is another person judging them for their anger, right? So tread carefully when using this idea with someone else. Here's how to do it with finesse. Option one, ask, don't tell. Since none of us can possibly know for sure what nuanced emotion someone is feeling, it's better to ask than assume. Asking might sound something like this. You sound pretty frustrated, is that right? Or even more simply ask, what emotion are you feeling right now? Option two, talk privately. Professional mediators often use a private meeting, also known as a caucus, to check out something that's better discussed outside the hearing of other participants. In a private meeting, I may say something like this. Tell me what's going on for you right now. Or, my sense is that the conversation is doing some serious button pressing right now. Am I off the mark? Since the goal here isn't only to discuss what's frustrating them, but also to teach the use of affect labeling, I may do a bit of coaching here as well. It might sound something like, you know, there's good evidence that actually saying out loud the emotion we're experiencing helps us keep our balance better. In that spirit, what emotion are you feeling right now? Thank you so much for listening. If you've been enjoying this free podcast, I'd be really grateful for a rating and or review of the podcast on iTunes or in your podcast app of choice. Those ratings really do help. You can find past episodes at thespacebetween.fm. Transcripts of podcast episodes are available at no cost to my subscribers who receive an email each time one is available. Visit tamylensky.com slash subscribe. That's T-A-M-M-Y-L-E-N as in negotiation, S-K-I dot com slash subscribe.